0: Staying in. I hope you know. We're no. just going.
1: Are you recording? Yeah, we're just going oh. this time. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. You know, we thought about doing intros, but...
1: We're not going to do... I it just doesn't feel that's right. That's going to be the intro. <laughs> that's going to be the intro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because it like... I don't know. It just feels weird being like, what's up, guys? We don't have hey, to do everybody. that. We
1: can just say, hey, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Well, yeah. So, like, that's... yeah, welcome
0: to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, New wall. Yeah. You haven't noticed
1: we painted we thought we were gonna do like some stuff up on the wall but we were like you know what let's just paint and it works out because i i've been trying to figure out what color i want to paint our dining room right now our dining room has like a dark blue accent wall yeah but i don't like the blue i just there's something about it that just feels very sad to me uh But I really like this color. And what I'm thinking is we have this big mirror in our dining room. And I want to paint the rim of that mirror gold against this green wall. Chef's kiss.
0: Yeah, in the kitchen. Uh, In here, we're thinking, um, tell us if you guys think this is a good idea. We do some sort of stick figures or stickers that we put on the wall that each sticker represents a subscriber. And so we can have a sticker wall. Yeah, I thought I'm kind of hesitant of it. Chalk, get
1: a chalkboard and do it.
0: So we might do a chalkboard and do like tally marks, but that'd be a lot of tally marks since we have like 60 million subscribers. Yeah,
1: because we're, so so we're just so are so good at this. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. So that so this week, uh, something that we wanted to go through was the birth of our first child, Phoebe.
1: Also, pause if you're watching yeah. this on YouTube. I look like a bum because it is, what time is it? It's like 30 minutes past my bedtime now. (laughs) And I was in bed uh, and we decided, you know, the kids are asleep. Let's just record this while we have the time to do it. So I'm in my PJs. That's why I look like this. Anyway.
0: You're you're wearing a hoodie that you made for me.
1: I designed this hoodie. Yes.
0: It's a cool hoodie. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it'll be in our merch store one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about how about we do this? How about I act like I'm a new mom or I'm I want to get pregnant, right? And I'm on YouTube. Um and I'm like looking up I want the best advice before I become a mom. And so I'm that I'm that mom, okay? Or I'm that soon to be mom. Okay. Or wanna be mom. Wanna be mom sounds kind of messed up. Anyway, I think you know what I'm saying. So, I'll I'll ask you questions that hopefully uh help, okay. help you on where to go what what to talk about okay, okay
1: I feel like this is not where it should be so
0: first off, let's talk about pregnancy, your first pregnancy um how did that how did that go so I was there the whole time, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that like well, most of it. So, yeah. so I'm I I'm like, sorry I'm a uh, taking on the role of this mom person <laughs> okay. that I made up in my head. So, tell me, girl.
1: Okay, so I mean, my first pregnancy it was not fun. I'm not gonna lie to you, and I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, I don't like this role what playing you... thing. Let's just like have a <laughs> conversation. You don't about. have
0: to act. You don't have to look at me like. Like I'm a woman or anything, I'm just saying. Like I, I'm just thinking from that perspective to ask you questions to see what what people would want to hear. Right. So okay, so so yeah, so I'm I'm really curious. Like as a, okay, I'll I'll stop the role play. I imagine that women who want to have kids or or pregnant just found out they're pregnant want to know. Like how, what, what oh, to expect
1: yeah. when I got pregnant, I was look YouTube every single day, every single day I yeah. was YouTubing different women who posted like week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, whatever it was. Um, And I was checking to see if my symptoms were the same or just everything. I was getting in all the pregnancy knowledge that I could because I had no idea what I was doing. And then I got the What to Expect app. And I was keeping up with that every single day I'd watch the videos about Pause. Okay. That is a
0: great resource. Yeah. That was I, – I do remember that that was one of the first things that I did was download that app. And that yeah. was one of the coolest things cause because we were we were apart, that yeah. having that app to like – we would send it to each other. Wednesdays was the day that you hit the week marks, right? Mm-hmm. And so Wednesdays, we would both look at the app together. Watch the video, and so, yeah, if you're pregnant or if you you're gonna be pregnant, you're hoping to be pregnant, that is a great app yeah. because it shows you um what size your baby is, you can read about what's developing, and it's pretty amazing, yeah, I recommend,
1: yeah, and so, yeah, so I found out, so yeah, I did that when I found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. um but the first trimester was hard I mean it hit me like a truck really uh the nausea especially it was really bad and I had a lot of I mean I remember waking up every morning and it was like clockwork at the same time every day I would throw up um and part of that
0: that was my alarm clock for a while
1: yeah part of that was because the the roommate that I had um. So if those of you that, that don't know, Carlos was stationed in Yuma and I was stationed in San Diego. So we were apart for most of my pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, probably up until the last trimester. Yeah, yeah, because that was 33 weeks when we moved into the Black Lion Courthouse.
0: Yeah, they they only let me move with you when they knew that you were about to pop. Yeah. Yeah. And even that was like sketchy. Like they mm-hmm. technically weren't supposed to put us together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had to jump through a lot of hoops to get to get that done. But um I had this roommate that would cook eggs every morning and she would burn them. I don't know how she burnt them, but every day they'd be stuck on the pan and burnt and I would get out of my bedroom and just instantly like get a whiff of that and I was like back in the bathroom just throwing up. Yep. Yeah, that was bad. A lot
0: of throwing up first trimester. So, you've had a boy and you've had a girl now. Yeah. Girl first. What, who would you say was worse in the first trimester?
1: Oh, man. Um,
0: cause I mean, I have an opinion on that, but
1: I definitely was worse with Phoebe.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say.
1: I didn't have any aversions with
0: Shepard. And I don't remember you throwing up as much. I remember I didn't. I, like a couple times, I mean, I but, was
1: really I was really nauseous, but I did not throw up a lot with shepherd So I
0: wonder is that what they say? They say if you throw up a lot, you're going to have a girl. I have no idea. Yeah. I know they they say there's like certain cues. Like you have what?
1: I feel like I keep hearing someone walking upstairs.
0: Yeah, I think it's the neighbors.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kind of creepy, but um so you think Phoebe was worse? Yes. I agree with that. Um what about second trimester?
1: Second trimester was just that's the time when you're like, "Oh my gosh, I really am pregnant because you get the bump." But then it's nice also mm-hmm. because you're not sick anymore. Um at least for me, like I wasn't sick anymore and I could like enjoy it and I could like mentally prepare for it uh with a clear Clearer mind if that makes sense. Um Yeah, it was just like you're watching your bump grow and then third trimester is when you're like, okay, bump, stop growing, because I'm huge. I remember uh
0: sorry, ignore me. I'm just okay. messing with the mic.
1: I remember I did not get any stretch marks at all mm-hmm. up until like the last couple of weeks. Of my pregnancy. And they got so bad that they were bleeding.
0: Do you think that you could have avoided that?
1: No, because I was doing everything. I was doing everything that they said. I was buying that expensive oil. I forgot what, what it? it's called now. Uh, but it was like... Vitamin E oil? Vitamin E oil. No. It, I mean, it had vitamin E oil in it. But I. It w- it's specifically for pregnant women to not get stretch marks. Uh, and it's expensive. It's not cheap. And I was buying that. Wasn't I bought it like, like Burt's Bees something.
0: No, it wasn't Burt's Bees. Oh.
1: Um it was like 20 something bo- do- dollars per bottle and I had to buy a bottle like every couple of months. Yeah. And I was using that th- that stuff religiously and I still well, got stretch marks.
0: Yeah, I I feel like I remember you used it a lot at first and then in third trimester I think you just kind of got tired of tired of it so maybe
1: I think I was just tired of buying it cuz it was so expensive
0: and then you started having stretch marks I don't I don't want to say that that's why but
1: well I heard that stretch marks are genetic and yeah. my mom had stretch marks with all of her kids so
0: Yeah. Yeah and then uh so you got a lot of stretch marks um what about any other do you have any tips for for like the nausea or what helped you what helped you handle pregnancy do you have any tips for that
1: Um so with Phoebe for the nausea you can get these like sour gum these like sour candies that are specific for pregnant women to help with nausea
0: Is it marijuana
1: no, they're just sour because sourness really helps. Or what do they really call it, helps. CBD? And the sourness really does help, but I did not like the taste of those candies. They're like little candies. I don't candies. remember that. I only got one pack of them because they were just not good. I just ate Sour Patch Kids instead.
0: You can beat up some Sour Patch Kids. Oh, I love. There's this one time that. I love Sour There's Patch one time Patches. we got a, was it Phoebe's birthday or something? Phoebe's grandma got her a the whole bag of sour pack like, like one of those giant yeah, the huge party pack ones, yeah, and she sent us home with it, and
1: it was gone in like three days,
0: yeah, and I probably had like a handful my tongue it was, was mostly, so
1: like so sore and just you were bleeding yeah. right, your tongue was bleeding, yeah,
0: so <laughs> yeah, too much too much of anything is can be bad, I guess um, but what were we talking about, oh yeah, so things to help with nausea. Um, I think you just got to get through it. Just got to trust that it'll end, right? Because second, it was pretty like second There's second really, trimester was like boom, you're, if you're done. If it's so
1: bad to the point where you absolutely can't stand it, some doctors will prescribe you medicine to help with it. I never did that. I would, I just yeah. like kept pushing through. I was like, it's got to end at some point. Um, and I would just like avoid the things that made me nauseous. If I knew that there was a certain food that made me nauseous, oh, my goodness. This is someone, something no one tells you. This happened with for me. Any time that I would get hungry, I would get so nauseous. Like I had to keep my belly full all the time mm-hmm. because if I got even a little bit hungry, I would just start getting so sick.
0: I remember that because they said uh, someone was telling you, like, eat something right in the morning. Like yeah it's basically eat crackers as soon in as the you morning, wake up, like yeah. something should you should have something at your nightstand that you could just yeah. eat real quick. I would
1: eat right before I go to bed, and then right when I woke up in the morning, I would eat because if I am have an empty stomach, like it's over for me, mm-hmm. and that was with both pregnancies. it was like that,
0: yeah, I feel like there was a stage where you would eat stuff and then you would just throw it up, but yeah, but maybe that was better like. What do you think throwing up stuff versus dry heaving? There out? was
1: there was points where I would just like accept the fact that I was going to throw up because the more that I uh tried to hold it back and tried to not throw up like it just got worse but I knew that as soon as I threw up I would stop feeling nauseous.
0: Yeah, like you just have to get it done with. Yeah, so just embrace it. Just like
1: make yourself throw up, and you won't feel nauseous.
0: Yeah, because I remember you would wake up and you would, you would feel super sick, and you'd throw up, and it was like, yeah, a miracle. Like you just felt better, and you're like, all right, now I'm ready to start the day. Yeah, you know, it was. hmm.
1: It's like it becomes part of your routine. Yeah, you're like, okay, I got it. Yeah, it went. Get up, go pee, throw up, brush my teeth.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I, uh, I remember I remember w- at first I would like help you like I'd be in there with yeah. you like holding your hair back and stuff. And then eventually I was like, I just hear you throwing You're up. You're like, you got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it was, it was like that for both of us. Yeah. Um. Okay. What else? Let's see. What would uh? what would someone want to know? Is there anything else so, that you think someone would want to know that about
1: being pregnant? Is this about being pregnant or is this about birth, the birth? Well, story? we'll
0: go. We'll go to that. But I'm just kind of thinking, like, um, with Phoebe specifically, how that pregnancy went. We can go to, we can go to her birth yeah. though. Um, something that I want to bring up real quick is, um, if you have the opportunity and the the capability of going to a third party ultrasound place that. That is awesome. Yeah. Because I I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, you can just go to a place that is dedicated to giving you an ultrasound. They're not who doctors. Who told
1: us about that? Someone told us about it was, that.
0: Yeah. It was a coworker, I think. I think. Of
1: yours or mine?
0: Of mine. I don't know. That doesn't sound right now. Because who was in... I think it was um, my staff sergeant. He, I think... <laughs> That's,
1: but it, that you were in Yuma, yeah. And, but I
0: think him or someone else said, yeah. When I was in San Diego, we went to this oh, okay. this place.
1: Yeah. So we well, went we're, to we're, this this third party ultrasound. Yeah. Place and they're not going to give you any medical advice. No, they can't. But um, because because it is super exciting your first pregnancy to get ultrasounds. Yeah. Like you're waiting and you only get like three or four of them your entire pregnancy if you're lucky. Um. Yeah, and
0: they're they're super transactional with the hospital. At least the ones that we had. It was like yeah. you walk in, they're like, All right, I'm gonna check the heartbeat and print some photos, off you go. Whereas yeah. this place like they
1: let you sit there and you can book like a 20 minute appointment and they let you just sit in there and look at your baby yeah. in this dark room on this giant screen and they'll print out photos for you and you get to you can do like the 3D ultrasound so you can see what yeah, your baby looks weird. like. We did it and Phoebe looked exactly like how she was
0: born. Yeah, uh, I I remember a little bit of that and I remember how crazy it was to think that they they were able to make some sort of three D scan out of mm-hmm. that was kinda wild. I remember I remember my feelings about seeing her on that screen was like that looks like a little cartoon. Like that was kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. When she would like bounce around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, about? yeah, yeah. She well she was like belly up, but she would kick and like float. And it was like that looks like an animation. Because
1: you see videos of that stuff, but you never think like I'm going to see that and it's my child that's in that. Well, because
0: like you would be on the table and feel a kick and you could see her kicking on the screen. Yeah. So that was wild. That was really cool. So definitely recommend that to anyone. I remember there was a transition where, I mean, we stopped going for a little bit once she got too big for the ultrasound because it starts off as they start on as this tiny little bean on this whole screen and then they take up. Eventually, they take up the whole screen. And then eventually, it's they can only show one part of the baby. Yeah. Like they can only show her because, head or her. Yeah,
1: because they're too big. Yeah.
0: And at that point, you're, I could feel her kicking and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think we stopped going when she got that big. Because at that point, it was yeah. like, all right, we know she's And doing it well. got
1: harder for me to move around. Like, I did not. I could not stay in the car. It was like a 45, 50-minute drive to get to that place from where we were and I couldn't stay in the car for longer than 10 literally I'm not even exaggerating 10 minutes before we had to stop for me to pee
0: yeah I think uh I remember getting annoyed at you and I think you got annoyed at yourself
1: yeah because (laughs) I couldn't I had to stay hydrated because I was pregnant yeah but the more hydrated I was the more I had to pee and when I tell you every five minutes when I'm hydrated I'm not even exaggerating it's like you're constantly When you're pregnant and you're in your third trimester, you have to think constantly, where am I going? Is there a bathroom? Yeah. Am I going to bring water? Like, you have to think, like, how long am I going to be there? Can I hold it? Probably not. I got to bring extra clothes because I might pee my pants.
0: When did you start peeing yourself? Do you remember? you remember the first time you were like, oh, I peed myself? Dang it.
1: I was probably like 33 weeks pregnant.
0: Yeah, third trimester. Yeah. And then it was, you know, floodgates.
1: It was, I would like sneeze or laugh or cough and I was just peeing. Anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just peed my pants. I yeah. don't know how many times you said that. I'd
1: have to cross my a legs. Lot. Yeah.
0: So, so you made it through pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about the, the birthing labor. Tell me about labor.
1: So I was in padromal labor with Phoebe was for mean? four days. So padromal labor is basically like start and stop labor. So my contractions would start and they'd be pretty mild. And then they would uh stop. And then they would start up and they would be like stronger than before. And then they would stop again. They would start. They would get a little bit regular. And then they'd be irregular. And then they'd stop again. So that was going on for four days. the The second... Or, like, the third day that that was happening, I had been calling the hospital and, like, telling their nurses what was going on. And they told me to stay home. And I I remember now more clearly since we mm-hmm. talked about it earlier. Um, They would tell me to stay home. And then they would stop. And then they would start back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, And so on the third day. I remember how
0: frustrating it was. It you was were,
1: it was frustrating because I had no idea what was going on with my body. I had never been pregnant before. I had no mentor to tell me anything other than my mom over the phone.
0: Yeah, didn't uh uh your thirty eight weeks, I think we started um having you eat a bunch of like what do they call it? Uh natural in- inducers or whatever? Yeah. so I think you we tried dried dates was that was that what it was
1: yeah we tried dates we tried
0: we tried uh, castor oil pineapple juice we did we that put whole drink.
1: like castor we did like the midwives brew and the that modified. started a little bit of contractions but that,
0: that i that's that started enough to go to the hospital but then they stopped yeah so i don't we probably did that a little early if if There's i'm
1: thirty eight weeks
0: the thing that I learned from that is don't don't force it at thirty.
1: Yeah, weeks. do not. Like I looking back, I regret trying yeah. to induce my labor. I should have just been patient. Been patient at, and trusted God's timing.
0: Because I do remember at like thirty five weeks. So from from weeks one to twenty, I feel, go decently paced. The first few were super slow and then they start to pick up. Mm-hmm. and then 20 to 30 I felt went super fast. And then cuz I don't even remember much of your second trimester because the baby baby is established but your due date's still far out so you kind of forget. Right. Not that you forget that you're pregnant, but you know you just kind of you establish a rhythm. 35 weeks is when we started to get excited about Phoebe coming. And so things started to really slow down. It felt like like every day was just so long. Mm-hmm. Every week
1: It definitely went by a lot slower. The last couple of weeks went by so slow, I remember. So anyway, yeah, I was in pajama labor on the third day. I, um, on the third day, hero, (laughs) on the third day, uh, I decided like I'm going to the hospital because I'm really sick of being told to just stay home. On the third day, I went to the hospital and they checked me and they said, you're only like two centimeters dilated, so you're going to have to go home. Um, And I was so disappointed because I felt like the doctors and the nurses that I had, I had to be at a naval hospital and they just treated me like crap. They treated me like I was a nuisance, like they were really annoyed that I had come in Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was just being brushed off. I feel like I was not being listened to. And my, like, worries were not, they were not being, like, sensitive toward the fact that I was a first-time mom. Yeah, first it was very uh,
0: robotic and. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't and, very emotionally yeah. satisfying. Yeah, and so
1: yeah. that night, since since we had been told that I was dilated, at that point, I was 38 weeks and five days. So that night. Carlos called my best friend Yasmin and
0: I don't remember if I called her or texted her but I think calling is a called, or texted. She,
1: he called her, texted he contacted he contacted Yasmin and was like hey I think Emily is going to have her baby really soon um
0: yeah I don't remember what I said to her but I think I was just like hey Emily is about to give birth you want to come out and she was like Heck yeah, I'll be there tonight or something.
1: Yeah, so she bought a plane yeah. ticket and was there like that, three I hours later.
0: Yeah, that day.
1: Because mm-hmm. No, but it was that night she got there. Yeah. Because she had, I had gone into the hospital in the afternoon. It was oh, like right, eight right. o'clock at night. You, I think I told her, her we're going to the hospital
0: or something. Yeah, if you want and to come.
1: so she got a plane ticket and she told me, she was like, I bought a plane ticket 30 minutes before the plane took off.
0: Yeah, it was something crazy. And
1: so she had she packed a backpack. She had someone drop her off at the airport, and she was here like two hours later. Um,
0: and you said you were starting to have contractions, and
1: I was having contractions. So we went to the and I was like, hospital. Carlos, we should go back to the hospital. I'm having more contractions, and at this point, it was like ten o'clock at night. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, so we're driving to the hospital. We're Which driving is- to the hospital, and he's. Going the wrong way. And I'm like, Carlos, where are you going? Like, we need to go to the hospital. I'm having contractions. And he goes, It's okay. I'm just going to make a quick stop. And then I was like, What? Where are we going? And he just would not tell me. And then so he starts going toward the airport, which I had been to many times because being in the military, Mm -hmm. you tend to fly a lot.
0: Especially that, well, that airport. Yeah. We've been to a few times.
1: Yeah. And so we he's driving toward the airport and i'm like why are we going to the airport what is going on and i was like is someone coming out here like what are you doing and yeah. then and then it had clicked i was like is yasmin coming and he wouldn't say anything he was just quiet so i knew and so we get to the airport and she's there and she like comes up and hugs me and everything and so then we go to the hospital from the airport um And so at the hospital, they tell me, like, you're only like three centimeters dilated. You really need to go home. And then uh, uh, they were like, if contractions keep going, you can come back in the morning. And then so contractions had stopped. We go back and we're hanging out with Yasmin and whatever contractions stop. And then they pick back up again in the morning. So I go back to the hospital and then. I think at this point I was – so at this point I I was 38 weeks and six days.
0: Oh, yeah. And you were like five centimeters, I think. I was like
1: five centimeters dilated. And I think at this point, though, they were so tired of me coming in because they had seen me like four times within two days. So they were so tired of me coming in. And so they had said –
0: You obviously haven't been getting enough sleep, so – you can stay here we'll give no, you no, no, more no
1: no 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 because they said okay you can walk around for a couple of hours
0: right to see if you can get things going
1: they had me walking up and down stairs for hours in the hospital it was hot outside um yeah. and so we were walking around that hospital for hours trying to like make contractions keep going um and then They said, obviously, like you haven't got much sleep because you've been having contractions for all these days. And I was really tired at that point. And so they said, we're going to give you morphine to put you on in a morphine sleep,
0: which we learned later is kind of stupid.
1: We learned it's not they should not have done that. And I was so oblivious and naive at that point. I was just like putting my trust into these people. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be able to trust your doctors and trust that they're going to do what is best for you. Yeah. But looking back, I realize they did that because I was such an inconvenience they to them. They wanted you to
0: shut up for a little bit.
1: Yeah. They just wanted me to shut up. Yeah. Um, They just wanted to make me happy. Because you. No one explained. And the thing is, like, yes, I was in prodromal labor. No one explained that to me. Yeah. No one told me, you're in prodromal labor. This is normal. So that's why I went to the hospital so many times because I thought I was in actual labor. I didn't know. Yeah. And so...
0: I remember when they, they offered morphine, you were... I you was were, scared. Yeah, you were scared at first. And eventually they, they convinced you.
1: I was crying and I was really scared because I did not want... Yeah. I went into labor thinking I'm not going to get an epidural and I don't want any drugs. Yeah. Then they suggest morphine and you don't want to, like, tell your doctor no because you th- – you. I don't anymore. I'm going to be honest. I don't trust doctors anymore. But at that point, Most, it's yeah. like I, I was supposed to trust my doctor, so I did. And you they didn't really have me, a doctor too. They told me morphine and so I said, okay, like – I and guess I will do it. If that is what's best and that's what's going to help labor start is me getting rest and you putting me on morphine, I will do it.
0: And go back because you, they never really gave you a doctor. They weren't I, like, yeah, I didn't have a doctor. So there wasn't one I person that you could go to. I saw a different person
1: every single time that I went to the OB.
0: There wasn't one person that you could, you had their number and you could talk to yeah. and say like, hey. I'm I'm experiencing this and then they respond like yeah it was if you had questions you called the office and they didn't even answer that phone. Yeah. So, yeah, no no relationship with anyone at the hospital. You show up and they say you need some morphine. Yeah. So you get you get the morphine and I remember I remember it knocked you out.
1: I went I remember feeling high.
0: Yeah. You get super loopy.
1: I was definitely high. Um and then I remember going to sleep very briefly but I couldn't sleep. Like it was I just remember just I couldn't sleep and I was just in in the mood to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have any more pain because like the morphine obviously took that away so I didn't have like the pain from the contractions anymore. Um but then they um Do you
0: remember waking up? No. Do you remember they had these the bags? I
1: do remember that. And you I was like so three hungry, and they kept telling me not to eat, but I was starving, and I was so exhausted. I just needed fuel for my body, and so Carlos snuck me in a Subway sandwich, and uh, I ended up throwing it all up because of the morphine.
0: Well, you were you were throwing up before that. You, I think you woken up and and. Like filled a whole bag of, what? Uh, they're probably a foot long. Yeah. And you'd thrown up in it in that, and we had to tie it off, get you a new bag. Um, but yeah, you did that to like three different bags. Yeah. So the morphine messed you up, like. Yeah. And, yeah, and then we can go into later what happened.
1: So later. Because okay. we
0: we ended up staying that whole day.
1: We stayed that whole day so that I could rest.
0: And you were one day before when they said they were uh legally um okay with inducing you.
1: Right. So I. so they had me stay thirty nine thirty-eight so, weeks and seven 38 six weeks days. Thirty eight weeks and six days. So at midnight that night they uh gave me Pitocin. Pretty I pretty much right at midnight. And, and right? get this because you hear about you hear about oh i i was induced at so and so weeks right Mhm Well you don't really hear about like how you get induced and they never i do not recall ever hearing anybody tell me we're going to induce you
0: Well we knew I that I don't
1: remember them I knew that
0: that's why we had to wait until 39 weeks, right? Because I didn't. Well, that was 38. I was high. It was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's crazy, huh?
1: I didn't. I did. And I did not want to be induced. I thought that I was going into labor naturally. That's why. kind of under duress, That's why I went to the hospital is because I thought I was going to labor. And so they gave me Pitocin and they told me that they were going to give me Pitocin to help my contractions because I was already having them. And we and didn't so really in know my what, brain.
0: We didn't know what any of that meant. Like we didn't know. Right. We didn't know what no Pitocin one ex- really and was. No one
1: explained it. You they just of, said, we're going to do this.
0: Yeah. You think Pitocin is like, oh, we're, it, we're just going to give you some, something that it's not going to affect you at all. It'll just help your labor. And it's yeah. like, oh, that sounds good.
1: Yeah. And so um, I was, mind you, again, I was high. I only remember bits and pieces, but I know for a fact that I was not in the, in my right mind to be like making decisions. They should not have given me morphine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so at midnight, they gave you Pitocin and what they don't tell you about Pitocin is it makes your contractions harder and longer. Right. So it makes them stronger and last longer.
1: It makes them stronger and they last longer. And then you have to get the epidural because they're so painful that you can't stand it. Right. And Pause. so All
0: right. <coughs> had to had to go get Phoebe because she uh she, she was crying. Up sad. She woke up. Yeah. Um but anyway, so you're saying Pitocin. So they gave you Pitocin. They don't tell you that Pitocin um makes your contractions more painful. Yeah. So then you felt like you needed the epidural to manage the pain.
1: Yes. And I had told myself my entire pregnancy that I did not want like I really really wanted to try to do it naturally. Mm-hmm. But after having those contractions, we also, did, we also didn't understand. We also
0: didn't understand what that meant, like natural.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so the, I uh they gave me the epidural. And then um I how long? I remember they
0: gave you the epidural probably at this like two am this is where, this is where it
1: gets fuzzy because the yeah. morphine had wore off enough that the or the contractions I guess I should say were strong enough that they were painful, yeah, um, but I was still loopy, I was still not in my complete right mind
0: yeah i rem- and that's something that you say you regret about it'cause you don't you don't, don't really remember giving birth to baby, which is kind of sad.
1: I don't. This is, yeah, it all gets fuzzy from here because I, I don't remember a lot, and it's really sad. Like, I don't... I do not remember the first time that I held my baby. Yeah. I remember, like, fuzzy bits and pieces. <coughs> but for the most part, it's blank. Mm-hmm.
0: <coughs> yeah. So I remember probably at two in the morning, two or three in the morning, they, you, you're you like, sure, like, sign me up for that epidural. So they, um, which, again, didn't really know what that meant, right? Mm-hmm. So they, at least I didn't. So then they come in with this, they're like, okay, we have to get the epidural guy, which is like, what? It's not just like an IV kind of thing. Yeah. And so they bring the guy in who has this whole cart they had me sit next to the bed, you on the bed. And, um, I remember looking into your eyes and you were just like tears running down your face. Like you, you looked super defeated. And I, I took a picture. But, um, yeah, I remember they, they finally got it in. You were able to hit that button every 15 minutes or something mm-hmm. and to get your shot of whatever is in there. And, uh,
1: I think I heard that it's fentanyl.
0: Yeah, I heard that too. I don't know if that's real though. Let us know.
1: That seems that seems illegal. <laughs> that sounds right. That
0: Well, no cuz well it's like yeah, they they take something and give it a pretty name like uh, what I already forgot. Yeah, anyway. Um you got that I remember you got it and um epidural, that's the word I was looking for. I forgot it. Um, you got the epidural, and then I remember thinking, okay, she can sleep now. Like, I'll get a, I'll get a little bit of sleep. So I went and laid down on the couch, and I remember there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of chaos that happened, pretty pretty much right after that. All the doctors were running in because Phoebe's heart rate had dropped. Right, mm,
1: I remember that part. Because Phoebe's heart rate had dropped, and so they said, "Okay, Emily, I need you to get on your hands and knees, and if her heart rate doesn't come back up, we're gonna have to take you in for an emergency C-section." And in that moment, I said, "In the name of Jesus, I pray that that everything is okay. In the name of Jesus, I pray that her heart rate goes up." And then immediately they were like, "Okay, mm-hmm. you're good."
0: Yeah, because it was a huge deal too, right? I think I slept through that. Yasmin had to fill me in about what happened, but.
1: Because they were ready to, they were ready to wheel They're me to, to get a C-section.
0: Yeah. And, and later we find out that is a very common story. You, yeah. you come in, um, they give you Pitocin. They say, Hey, we want to speed you up. We want to get this labor going. Because right?
1: you're an inconvenience. Yeah. That's really what we it wanna get, like. We want to get, we want
0: to get paid right away. So we're going to, we're going to give you this Pitocin, right? Let's get your labor going. Oh, your contractions hurt now. Well, we have an epidural too. You want to get that? Yeah, you should. So you get the epidural. Oh, the epidural slowed down your birth. We're going to give you more pitocin. Okay. Yeah. The pitocin now is is putting your baby in distress, and their heart rate is dropping. Yeah. And so and now we're going to have to cut you open. Thank God for medical intervention. Yeah. Thank God we're here for you. Thank God you went to a hospital.
1: Yeah, but no. and and the thing is, like, we're not shaming anybody who chooses to get epidural except the hospital it it's honestly taking advantage. I just want everybody like be informed to like educate yourselves on the actual, don't just listen. I shouldn't say don't listen to what your doctor says because you probably should listen to what your doctor says, but also educate yourself. Look at the research yourself. Yeah. Look at it for yourself with your own eyes and then make the decision you think is best for you for yeah. example like after having this atrocious experience with phoebe's birth i decided with shepherd that i wanted to do it naturally i did not want any medical intervention yeah. unless it w- unless it was absolutely necessary and so i went to a birth center and it was the best experience
0: we'll talk about that later we'll, we're
1: going to talk about that in another podcast but
0: i think yeah as far as doing your own research i think In this specific world, too, of of giving birth, anecdotal evidence, so listening to other moms talk about their experience with epidurals and Pitocin and C-sections, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they get enough credit. So you need, if if you're listening to a mom that's saying, hey, I got this and I got an epidural, it was fine, which sounds like, you know, most people, but there are stories like yours where it's like they they almost cut you open because they overdrugged you. I'm convinced that it was cuz they overdrugged you. Yeah. I don't think it I don't, because and what what makes me more convinced is Shepard's birth story, which yeah. no drugs and it was smooth. So yeah. so that just perfect. made me which it, made me we we got to see both sides of it, right? So we got to yeah. see hospital, the the finest medical industries in the world, right? We got to see that and then we got to see how god made it right Right. how god intended it yeah so it's like all right medicine medicine the united states of america's military's medicine yeah and that's not to
1: say that's uh, and i'm not saying that that like doctors and hospitals and like the technology that we have now is bad not all of it like definitely if you need it it's there
0: Right. But I think it's, it's
1: not necessary all the time. And these big companies, they're going to they they just want you. your money. They don't care about you. Yeah.
0: Whereas going to a birth center where they it was all these individual women who genuinely cared about.
1: And they were so yeah. kind and they were so nice. We'll have they to talk about We'll everything. We'll dedicate yeah. a
0: whole podcast to that. Cause, and you guys will see the contrast. Because, yeah, like looking back. We didn't really understand how bad it was, and that's why we—I kind of scare people when I hear that they they're pregnant now, and I'm like, "You should give birth at a birth center," and they're like, "Whoa, hold on," because the standard is you take your baby to a hospital, yeah, and you get a doctor. Like that's the standard, mm-hmm. and people are afraid to veer veer from that. But so let's talk about a little bit after. So so Phoebe came out eventually. Um.
1: So they so. I remember this part is I w- I kept telling them like I they checked me and I was six centimeters they checked me and I was seven centimeters and mm. then I remember I remember they had broke my water and they said okay it's gonna be a few hours try to get some rest mm. so they broke my water for me and I remember like ten minutes later I felt immense pressure and I was like she's coming. And I brought the nurse in and I was like, hey, I think I think like I it's time for me to push soon. Mm-hmm. Um, And she told me, no, it's going to be a long time. And I was like, OK. And then I remember like two minutes later, I was like, no, this is happening. And Carlos, like I I remember looking at you and I was like, you need to tell her to get in here. And check me because I think it's time. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't listen to me. And the, my mom told me that the same thing had happened to her with two of her kids. With my brother, she had she had my brother by herself in the hospital room because she told them, hey, I've done this before. Like, the baby is coming. I can feel it. And they said, no, no, no. It's going to be a while. She delivered her own baby in the hospital.
0: Yeah. And then uh, even more recently, Sydney.
1: My friend right. Sydney.
0: Didn't she give birth in a wheelchair? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's what... Yeah. That's crazy.
0: If not, we're sorry, Sydney. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's what happened, right? She, she was like, hey, my baby's coming. And they're like, oh, we're going to take you on a little wheelchair ride. Yeah. However it went, I don't know the details.
1: Hold on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know the details of it, but... But yeah, so... Yeah, they don't really... It doesn't seem like they care about you, especially after you experience natural birth. Yeah. But...
1: Well, no, because... Okay, so then... And
0: right... Sorry. You you proceed. I have something to say about what happened right after, though.
1: Well, so I... They break my water, and I tell Carlos, like, get them in here right now, because this is happening. So she comes in, and she checks, and she goes, oh, you're at 10 centimeters. It's time to push. Are you ready to push? And I was like, okay. No duh. Um, and... So then they did like the whole okay, hold your breath and push as hard as you can for ten seconds, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll wait for the next contraction. And which later that's we find not out. how you should do it. <laughs> yeah. That's not how you should do it. Okay, and, and you've I was given on my birth bag. both.
0: You've given birth both ways, so you you can say
1: I I can you know. tell you that's not how you should give birth. I'm not saying that it's wrong if you do, but or I'm telling you it's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot harder. And it's going to hurt you a lot more and put a lot more distress on your baby.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's how you poop too. Did I poop? No, no. I don't think you did, but oh, I think that's, I'm convinced that that's why women poop when they're giving birth is because they tell them to push.
1: That's why women tear. That's why I tore. Yeah. Because they had me, your body. I pushed that's her That's what out. contractions are. Three pushes. Well, three, I pushed three her Three
0: contractions. Out. There's three contractions. I think like nine total pushes. Because they had you push like three times per contraction.
1: Three contractions. Yeah. And she was out. They said I pushed for like 10 minutes or something yeah. like that. They were, And they said that it was so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, And I tore. And then they had a student s- doctor, a student doctor, Stalker. stitch me up. And I am convinced to this day that she messed yeah. me up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you were... You were in pain for a lot longer than what they said. And then also, again, like, we get to compare the, the like, hospital versus natural birth. Yeah. You healed a lot faster the second time.
1: I didn't tear the second time. You didn't even tear. Yeah.
0: But as far as, like, pain, like, I think that that was better for you the second time. Yeah. But, yeah, so right after, again, they they start saying, all right, we're going to bring out the vaccine tray and start injecting your baby and yeah. and putting all this stuff in it, which I don't know, I'm, there's a bunch of different opinions on that, but for us personally, we we're like, no, no, this this is a new human being and you want to start injecting them with everything. Like it just felt so ridiculous. And they eventually, they pushed so hard and eventually they got us to cave on the vitamin K shot, but I wouldn't even... I wouldn't even do that, you know, if knowing what I know now like No, look at she's completely healthy.
1: Yeah. She gets sick every now and then with like the regular cold or whatever, yeah. but she's never been sick like you see some of these other children.
0: She's never had to go to the hospital because she's Yeah. because of a sickness. Yeah. She's a healthy kid and uh yeah, super smart. And she's
1: so smart. Yeah.
0: Not like Autistic smart, but, you know, because people with autism usually have something that they're, like, really smart at, whether it's, like, numbers or, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but she's just. She's,
0: like, she's using full sentences now, and, um yeah, she's just. She just
1: kid. turned two, and she talks in full sentences. Yeah. And she's potty trained now, which you don't even hear about that. Anymore, like you hear about kids being potty trained at like three years old now,
0: which is big diaper. Yeah, Huggies want Huggies want you to buy diapers for their whole life if they could. Yeah, if they get you to buy diapers their whole life. They would. I'm surprised help. that
1: they don't sell postpartum diapers. Oh yeah, like a like yeah, a so twin was... pack Huggies. Why don't you sell like a twin like a like a dual pack of like newborn diapers and postpartum diapers? Because I guarantee be they would sell out. At huggies, yeah,
0: or we just start our own diaper brand
1: yeah huggies if you take i'm pat pat patent patenting how do you say that I'm Paddington bear <laughs> I'm patenting this,
0: yeah, copyright trademark yeah, yeah, that's wrong, baby. um but yeah, so I mean we'll run through this quickly, but you uh they wouldn't they kept taking Phoebe out of the room, which was annoying they like, kept we taking could complain her all day out of about the all the things that room. they did, but and yeah, they kept taking her when and when I tried to follow her, they were shutting the doors, trying not to let me in and yeah, it was frustrating
1: yeah your the hospital should not ever be taking your baby out of the hospital room. they should never separate the mother and the child ever, and if they yeah. do that, you need to tell them hey, I would like to be with my baby and see what you're doing to my baby.
0: Which they, they've they created this environment where you feel wrong for being the parent. You feel like you need to ask permission for everything. Yeah. Can I hold my baby? Yeah. Like you should. That's your baby. Yeah. Like Not that they say you need to ask to hold your baby, but the environment is just so much like, is is that my kid? Like, can I hold my kid now? Yeah. Because, you know, they take him out they're scrubbing them and and trying to get them to scream and then they're stamping their feet and pulling their blood and yeah and it was like oh my gosh he was doing way too much um but yeah to, to us at that time it was like oh that's normal we didn't find out until we had a doula and we talked to her about about everything and she was like that is not a normal experience yeah so but yeah how, how about a uh, I mean, we stayed there a couple of days, stole all their diapers. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But every time they walked in, they're like, do you guys need anything? At, at like, oh, eventually, like we diapers. took
1: so many diapers they, that the, they he came us... in and told us that the hospital was out of diapers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which.
1: Because you hear from everyone, like, take take whatever yeah, take you advantage. can from the hospital.
0: You're paying them thousands.
1: Yeah, you're paying which, of thousands we, of dollars.
0: Which Phoebe was free for the with us. Being well, the our welfare,
1: insurance but. paid thousands. Yeah. So we might as well get a we fifty dollar pack of diapers, right?
0: Yeah, and we got like three of them. We we left that hospital with like three packs of diapers, and yeah, they had to tell us that they he. She
1: literally said, "Carlos was like, hey, can we get more diapers?'" And he goes, "Oh, sorry, uh, the hospital has a sh- like we're short on diapers right now."
0: Yeah, something like that. And then I kind of felt bad. I was like, "Did I just take all their diapers?"
1: They were not out of freaking but yeah, diapers. Yeah, I don't think they were out of diapers. No.
0: Um, let's see. Uh, recovery. That was a long time. You could again. We could make a whole podcast about. <sighs> yeah, we'll just do your recovery, a but... whole
1: episode about postpartum and postpartum depression and healing and everything that happened after I gave birth. It's all of. It's a mess.
0: Yeah. Um. Is there anything? Anything else that you remember about the hospital before we end it?
1: I just remember them coming in and waking me up like all the time. That's the other thing, yeah. And I just wanted them to leave me the F alone. Like I remember getting so mad. Yeah. Because I'm so tired. My newborn, I'm like trying to feed her and trying to like bond with her and it was just like from the beginning, from the second I gave birth to her, she was always in someone else's arms. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted time with my baby. And then they would, I would finally get her to sleep, and I would finally get to sleep. And they would come in, and they would say, just got to press on your belly for a minute. Mm -hmm. And it was so uncomfortable. It hurt so bad. And then what I remember, one of the weirdest experiences that I had was they kept saying, hey, like, the first time that you need to go pee or poop, you need to tell us. And so I told them, like, hey, I – have to I didn't I didn't understand why I had to tell them Mm -hmm. but then I was like hey I have to go to the bathroom and it was a male nurse and he really yeah it was a male nurse I don't remember that it was the same guy that told us there were no more diapers (laughs) yeah he came in with me into the bathroom and I had and he was um like spraying it for me Like he was showing me how to use it.
0: The The Perry bottle. Yeah, the Perry bottle. It's a bidet for postpartum. Because you
1: don't want to wipe down there after you just got stitched up. Yeah. And I remember I didn't poop for days. I was so scared to poop. Yeah. I was terrified.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've been talking for a while now.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a long podcast. Yeah, if you guys have a lot to cover.
0: Like, if you've made it all the way to the end and you have questions, ask us. Like, well, we'll make more episodes talking about more. We'll answer you guys' questions if you have any because we want to help. We want to help the community. We want to help moms who are trying to figure out the next step for them and, and get more clarity. Um, We want to use our experience to, yeah, as a tool for people to use. Yeah. To prepare themselves. That they don't go in as unprepared as we felt like we were, but that said, like you could go in unprepared and still make it out okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, subscribe to our channel because next week we're going to be talking about Shepherd's birth story, the natural birth, and that I'm telling you guys is going to be way better. This this felt very gloomy.
1: Yeah, because it was not a positive experience. Yeah. It was not. I feel like I got
0: to take a shower now to like wash that off. Right.
1: Like if there were, if I could go back and change, if I go, I would 100% go back and change it because Phoebe would still be here, right? Well, yeah. That doesn't change. But but that experience was like good to
0: know. It was good to know that because now we get to compare.
1: But think about if I hadn't gone through all of that, I probably wouldn't have got postpartum depression. Yeah. Because I was so detached. Guys, when I tell you I was high and I was so detached from my birth experience and from my baby for the first moment of her life, I 100% believe that that is the reason I got postpartum depression. And when I tell you I got it bad, I got it bad. Like nothing I'd ever experienced in my life. So if I could have gone back and changed, that experience and eliminated the postpartum depression I would yeah. because then we wouldn't have had all the problems that we had we wouldn't have had gone through all the horrible situations and scenarios that we did
0: yeah well like I was saying we, we could talk for hours about this so yeah. ask us questions and and you know we'll, we'll see what you guys are interested in and in knowing and we'll try to help you out as much as we can we're obviously we don't know everything but we want to help people. So, yeah, yeah, thank you for watching, listening. Um please subscribe and leave us a comment on your questions and yeah, we love you guys. So, bye. Bye.